Coming in hot, 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 Lisa shares her financial tips and strategies to build wealth, have fun with finances, and be debt-free without having a restrictive budget. From bankrupt to millionaire, Lisa knows what it's like to feel as if you're living paycheck to paycheck. Her unconventional money multiplier system is the very wealth protocol that enabled her to retire two and a half years early, pay down $100,000 of debt in six months, and move to her dream home at the beach. Hey, hey, welcome to this episode of I Date Money. I'm your host, Lisa Drennan, Wealth Activator. And today we have Paul Leventon with us, a self-confidence coach and behavior change specialist. As a coach, podcaster, writer, and public speaker, he helps millennial professionals overcome self-doubt so that they can make more money doing what they love. Through his podcast, Happy Healthy Human, he aims to educate, inspire, and help a million people to live happy, healthy lives. Well, I love that, Paul. I'm on a mission to help one million women become millionaires without sacrificing their self-sovereignty by falling head over heels in love with money. So I love how you're taking the approach from the inside out, being overall happy and healthy. What made you get into this particular niche? Yeah, I love that. I love that mission as well. Uh, thank you, Lisa, for that introduction too. Um, the reason I got into this is just because it, to me, it's the logical conclusion to all of this, right? It's, you know, people talk about like peeling back the onion or going deeper, right? And that's what it is, right? Like at the, at the root of every pursuit, every goal, every thing that you're after is just that, can I be happy? And to me, happiness and health are two sides of the same coin, right? I think I think of happy mind, healthy body. And so, you know, I started my career as a personal trainer and a nutrition coach. And like the thing that always kept coming up was like, well, what what's the point of this? Like, why does everyone want to look a certain way? Why does everyone want to, you know, achieve these aesthetic goals? And what I found was that it's because they think that they're going to be happy at the end of it. And they think that, you know, when I lose the weight, then I'll be happy when I get this. And then it's the same thing with business. It's the same thing with entrepreneurship. It's like, we're chasing these things when the real thing that we're after is just a, a happy life a fulfillment. If you want that, that if you prefer that word. And so I was just like, okay, why don't we just work on that? Since that's really what the thing that we all are after anyway. Um, and that's why I do self-confidence coaching, because that's, again, a huge piece of it. You know, people, why do I want to lose weight? Why do I want to have more money? Why do I want to you know, be able to be an entrepreneur or whatever it is, so I can be more confident in myself so that I can be a happy human? Yeah, I love that answer. And parallel, paralleling that with fitness, you know, we talk about losing weight and building muscle. There has to be a plan in place in order for that to happen. When we build money, when we build wealth, there has to be a plan in place. And a lot of people believe that when I get more money, then I will fill in the blank. So what are you seeing a lot with your clients and yourself, um, especially when you get to that next level, do you find yourself raising the bar or making adjustments? Yeah, so for, for me, it's a lot of tearing down the old structures and restarting from the beginning, right? Because if we go into that, go into anything with that mindset of like, I call it like, you know, when I, then I, 
right? Like when I get this, then I'll be this. It's like, if, if that's what you're, if that's how you start, you've already set yourself up for failure before you even begin. And you know, a lot of this comes, you know, this is, this is nothing that I've made up. This is, you know, Buddhism, this is stoicism. It's, it's detachment, right? Mm-hmm. Detachment from expectations detachment from the ultimate result, which can be frustrating for people, especially when you're talking about weight loss, building muscle, making more money. It's like, well, the result is the whole point. So how can I be detached from the result? That's literally the only reason why I'm doing it. And to that, I try to explain to people, it's like, that's, what's holding you back, right? We, instead, when the pursuit comes from a, a, a when pursuit comes from a feeling of lack or negativity, it's always going to lead us to burnout, right? This is like the person who wants to lose weight because they hate their body currently, person who wants to build muscle because they were picked on, the person who wants to be rich because they, they grew up poor and they hated that their parents could never afford Christmas presents. So that stuff will work for a time. I say it burns like rocket fuel, like it burns really hot and bright at first, but it burns out just as quickly, right? And, and instead, when you're, when you're pursuing from a place of gratitude and expansion, I'm working on my health because I want to be healthy. I'm working on my finances because of the good that I can do for myself, my community, my family when I have more money. It's the same pursuit, but where it's coming from is changes the entire perspective. And in my experience, that's where I try to start with people. It's like, what are, what are we even doing this for? Because if you start wrong, you're going to build it wrong. And if you start mm-hmm. with it, if you start with the right mindset around this stuff, there's a much bigger uh, probability that you'll stay in it long enough to win. And that's really the end of the long and short of it. It's like, you will find success if you stay in the game long enough, right? Every, no matter what, again, we're talking about weight loss, we're talking about fitness, we're talking about finance, we're talking about relationships, doesn't matter. You ask any successful person, they'll tell you the same thing. Consistency is key, right? We mm-hmm. all know this. No, there's not, it's no secret. There's a million podcasts, a million things that tell you just, you just got to be consistent. You just got to keep showing up. So how do you be consistent is the actual question. And to me, again, that starts with what is the driving desire behind all of this? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's such a valuable point. So those of you listening, um, rewind, <laughs> go back and hear that again, because it's so important. You know, if we don't know the purpose and what's driving us to make the decisions, what's the outcome, the final result that we want in order for us to be able to achieve these goals, then what happens? And when we can put a plan in place and say, okay, this is my why, this is the what, and this is what's going to change my life for me. And when you think about finances and building wealth, you know, I always love the story of the turtle and the hare and, you know, the turtle always wins. (laughs) Because there's a lot of get rich quick schemes out there that drive me absolutely crazy. Um, but there's a lot of entrepreneurs out there as well who are taking risk every day, um, starting their own businesses. So when you think about you, you're working with millenniums and you started your own business, you walked, you did you ever have a nine to five or is that something you've always been an entrepreneur? Um, I've gone back and forth. So I, my I started as a, again, as a personal trainer, which is kind of an in-between, right? It's sales. And I think I always say like sales is that, in, that, that treads that line of like, it's not a nine to five. 
it's not an entrepreneur, you're not a full on entrepreneur, but it's the closest you can be to an entrepreneur without starting your own business. Uh, because, you know, you make your own schedule to an extent, you eat what you kill, right? You only, you only make as much, you know, like there's no, there's no, there's uncapped earning potential and it's completely up to you. It, often it is like working for yourself and, you know, like you play, people, any company will hire a salesperson sight unseen because you only get paid for how much you deliver. Mm -hmm. So, you know, to me, it's very akin to entrepreneurship. So I worked under gyms for a long time. And then I went on to start my own business where I was actually owner, CEO, whatever you want to call it, and, and running my own business. And then I've also worked literal nine to five office jobs. So I've, I've tried all of the different hats to see, uh, you know, what fits me the best. And it's so important to do that because entrepreneurship isn't for everyone. And I mean, I retired from a 30-year career with Social Security Administration and stepped into online coaching um, as a part-time gig. I was involved with MLM companies and always had a side gig or two um, just to bring in that extra money because I had these massive goals to become a millionaire and, and to be able to travel and do all the things and build this beautiful legacy, you know, and become the first millionaire in my family. And now I'm on a mission to help um, others do the same. And it does, it takes consistency and persistency. And, you know, those days where you're just like, I don't want to do this. This is, you know, this isn't working or what have you, you need to like, understand that you need a break, that you need to have a good balance. So when you think about when you first started, you know, you walked away from the gyms and the sales aspect of what you do and stepped into more of the entrepreneurial land, what did you find um, to be your biggest challenge? Well, you know, the challenge is for me, the putting on blinders, because when you're the entrepreneur, when you're the the, the business of one, there's too much to do and there's always more there's always more to do and that's a that's a a a trap that we can fall into of being like okay well i also have to do social media but i also have to do my posts and then i have to do my posts but i also have to do tiktok and so i have to do videos so i have to record videos so i also have to take pictures and it's and oh but i also have to do my email marketing oh but i also have to take courses so i can learn what i'm teaching and it's like you fall into this trap of like there's always more to do and you're not actually doing the things that move the needle and mm -hmm. it, it can become this, uh, this placating thing where it's like, you're still doing the work, right? You're like, I'm waking up at 6am and I'm, I'm starting and I'm type, 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 typing, typing, typing all day long. And yet somehow at the end of the day or the end of the week, the needle hasn't been moved, which is money in my pocket, money in the bank, customers in app, whatever, however you, you decide to measure your success, that thing doesn't move. So it can be something that we, we, we fall into this trap of just doing more uh, because for the sake of doing more, and again, we're doing things that like, well, it's like, well, I do need social media. Everyone says, you know, your, your business is based on social media and I do need an email list and I do need to do X, Y, Z. I do need a website. And it's like, yeah, maybe you do need all of those things, but you don't need all of them right now. And so like, what are the actual things that you can do today to again, move the needle forward? What are the actual things that the, the, the highest leverage thing? So you know, in my my courses, one, one of the courses that I teach is called uh, How to Quit Quitting, right? And the whole concept is you quit quitting on yourself because everyone starts, but very few people finish. And again, mm -hmm. this is, you know, this is go, going, talk, I talked about the onion. This is going deeper than just fitness, just health, just business. It's just, this is everything, right? So if you can start and keep going, you will succeed. If you can invest in the future and not pull your money out before the, you know, before 40 years go by, you'll probably be rich. If you can just let your money sit there for long enough, if you can mm -hmm. start a diet 
and not stop it, you will lose weight, right? And people say, well, my diet didn't work. It's like, well, no, you just stopped doing it. Eventually it would work. That's mm-hmm. just how it works. It, I mean, I, I, I went to the gym. It didn't work for me. No, you, you stopped going to the gym eventually. Cause there's just, it's just how it works. I'm starting a business. Again, I started a business and it didn't work for me. Well, how long did you work on it? Six months, maybe you needed six years. So, so when you look at things that way, again, consistency is the antidote to everything. So all we need to do, all I need to do as a coach is to get you to not quit on yourself. Once mm-hmm. you start, how do we get you to not stop? And, uh, I, you know, for, for that, I, I talk about what I call the slump. It's an acronym, but the M is the money mindset. And that's because I think that people hyper fixate on money because it's so important. Money represents to us safety. It's psychological safety, right? It's like the more money I have means the less chance of me starving. It means I can put a roof over my family's head. So I need money. I have to chase it. But again, going back to where I, where I was talking about at the beginning is like when you're chasing from a place of lack, all you see is lack, right? All you see is reasons why you won't have enough. When in reality, we've seen studies that say that, you know, over a certain amount of income, we actually don't get any happier, that working more than a certain amount of hours actually declines our, uh, our, our quality of life, right? How many divorces happen because people are putting on too many hours, but, but I need that money, but it's for my kids. It's for their, it's for their college fund. It's like, okay, well, what about spending time with your kids? How, what's the ROI on that? You know, so we, we come at that. We, we, so often are programmed to look at things, you know, at, like the pie is finite, right? Like if I don't take my slice, someone else is going to take it. And then there's less for me, but if, reality, like we're playing the infinite game where there's always more out there. And, you know, time is the one thing that we can't get back, but it's also the big, the best resource that we have. So instead of wanting everything more and more and more faster, 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 it's like, if we can just allow time to take its course and just realize that the simple virtue of compound interest is the most powerful thing, right? It's like Warren Buffett said, it's like compound interest is the eighth wonder of the world or something like that, right? It's like Mm -hmm. time, you know, as they say in investing, you know, time in the market beats timing the market, right? Like you can just, just like, you know, when I worked at the gym, the biggest, most jacked guys were not the guys who worked out the best. They were not the guys who had the most efficient workout. They were the guys who were 40 years old and had been coming since they were 20. Mm-hmm. They were the guys who were 25 years old and started playing football in junior high school. So they had been lifting weights since they were 13 and now had 13 years in the gym. Like they often knew nothing about working out. Like I, as a trainer would watch them and I'd be like, damn, this guy is going to hurt himself, but he looked better than me. He was stronger than me. And he was just like all like by anyone else looking in would be like, that guy is the guy who knows everything because he just came in five days a week, put his head down and did his work. And you, that's the same thing, you know, same thing I've been in business coaching, uh, you know, masterminds where I'm looking at the the 10 people I'm sitting at the table with. And I'm like, the guy who's like, Steve is going to talk about how he made $10 million last month. And I'm looking at this guy, like this guy knows nothing. They're like, it's, it's angry. My blood boils because I'm like, there's no way this guy should be more successful than me, but he is because he shows up and he doesn't overthink it. And he puts in the work day after day after day where I'm still sitting about like, which of these post should I post today? You know? And so like, we, we get it so backwards because, and again, it, it the reason I, I've said that is like, it's, it's, there's a reason for it. Again, mm-hmm. money represents something to us psychologically, right? Like when we, we lose money, it physically hurts sometimes. So we have to get around that and start to looking at, looking at money differently and mm-hmm. less of a end point and more of a means to an end. 
right? So it's not that money is the end goal. Being a millionaire is not is not the end goal. Being a millionaire is a part of the greater goal, which is, I don't know what it is for you. You have to figure that out for yourself. Right. right? Same thing with fitness, right? It's like, it's like, I used to think that being fit was the goal. Having muscles, that was the goal. So I work, why do you work out? Oh, to, to have muscles. Now I understand it's like having muscles, being fit is part, is just a path, part on the path, which is living a healthy life, mm-hmm. being able to play with my nephew, being able to have a higher quality life of life into my 60s, 70s, 80s and beyond. So it's not that that's the goal. That is just a piece of the overall puzzle. And when I look at it like that, I don't have to hyper fixate on it. It's still a piece of the puzzle, but I don't have to be like, oh my God, if I don't look good in this picture, then everything's lost. So it's the same thing with money. If, if money, if being a millionaire is the, is the goal, then when I have $800,000, it's like, well, I, I'm not there yet. But if having a better quality of life is the goal, it's like, I see that that scales. Yes, a millionaire is a great milestone to have and that will, it, it means something, but it's like, okay, I can, I can do a lot with 600 grand. I can do a lot making $80,000 a year, especially if I was making 50,000 last year. So it's just a different perspective and a way to look at things. Yeah. And it's a beautiful perspective and, and we're always revolving and changing you know, what the end goal is, because why money is a tool that we get to use and it creates reciprocal energy and money in the hands of uh, good people does fantastic things. And knowing why you want to achieve these goals and being fit, like you had said earlier about, you know, growing up poor and wanting to be rich because you were tired of that, not you specifically, but just people get tired of that position, like always feeling like we're struggling, but I have a client who, when I first started working with him and his family, they're only making $30,000 a year. And he implemented my money multiplier system and was able to save, you know, 10% towards, you know, his fund money and 10% investments and keeping that steady in the market and knowing that, okay, we're going to, this is the end game, like not being nervous because of all the crazy things that the market's been doing, you know, but steady, you know, that steadiness is just like I said earlier, the turtle in the hair, when you're steady and you, you take calculated risk and you invest, you get to build wealth a very simple way. And one of my favorite things is compound interest, as you had said, a lot of people need to break up with their bank accounts because they're not even getting point, you know, some of these banks are only paying 0.5% interest. I'm like, no, get an online bank. You get at least four, 4% interest. You know, I, I don't know what the interest rates are um, as of yesterday, but it's more than what your local bank is paying. So go online. Um, and when you think about building wealth out for your future, what is your end goal? What is the purpose for you? Um, to be able to do this? What do you want? What's the big thing that you want to do? Yeah, it's, it's, well, for me, I mean, it's, it's control and freedom, right? Like time freedom. I, you know, when I think about my values, something, uh, you know, an exercise, I take all my clients through like, what are your actually about? What are your values? What, what do you, what do you care about most in this life? Like one of my highest values is my time. I'm very protective of my time. And then again, as I said, like we have infinite of it, you know, until we don't, or, but at the same time, it's like the one thing that we can't get back, right? So I'm always very protective of my time. And so I see money only as a tool as to buy back my time. But, you know, I also understand that that can come from two sides. That can come from having more money, but it can also come from needing less money. So I live very minimalist because I don't need a lot. I realize that ha- my happiness does not come from money. It does not come from things. It 
does not come from external validation. So it's both. So now instead of just making money, I do need to make more money. Like I like money. Who doesn't, right? I like to be able to go on vacations and have nice things. It's all fun and games, but I also require less, right? Mm -hmm. If I have, you know, good food, I like I, you know, my girlfriend and I like to cook, right? Like we go out for dinner sometimes, but we also like to cook. We enjoy, I invest in skills, like becoming a better cook. I have a good gym membership. Like I don't, I don't spend the the $10 one. I, I pay for a, a nice gym that I like going to. So there's certain things that I like to spend money on, but beyond that, it's like, I don't get the validation from, you know, having the fancy car or the nicest clothes or whatever. So it helps that increases that gap. Like I'm trying to make more money, but I'm also not trying to necessarily spend less, but mm -hmm. to actually need less. Mm -hmm. And that I think is a, is a big distinction. Like everyone can spend less money, right? Like splash their spending and look at their, their budget from last month. Okay. Where did I overspend? But if you're still feeling that need, if that's a painful thing, where it's just like, oh yeah, like I'm spending less at Starbucks, but I miss my Starbucks. It's like, well, that's bringing up a discrepancy. Whereas if I go, I actually don't really care about Starbucks. It's not really bringing me that much joy. And I'm spending an extra $60 a month at it. Those $60 a month, I mean, it's not going to change my life, but the fact that I don't need it and I'm cutting out unnecessary things from my life, it, will get me to that end point of time freedom much faster. Mm -hmm. Well said. Yes. Really looking at those um, expenditures and how you feel when you spend money is so important because, you know, some people want their Starbucks every day. Go at it. Enjoy. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's your money. You get to enjoy it the way you see fit. And when you start to deprive yourself, that's where like the emotional I like to call it the emotional baggage comes in because all of a sudden you're doing things, you're self-sabotaging your efforts because you're trying to fill this void. And I always say when we have debt, we're borrowing from our future self because we're telling ourselves, I can't wait for this. I need it now. But why do you need it right now? You know, that right. shiny object syndrome could be something that you're trying to avoid um, from the inside out for being truly happy. So I know that you're all about that balance with creating that happy life. Tell us more about what you do. Give us your elevator pitch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, my elevator pitch. So again, you know, I, I help people, well, one, become more self-confident and eliminate self-sabotage. And again, those two I see as, as two sides of the same coin, right? Self-confidence is what I'm building towards. Self-sabotage is what I'm trying to get away from. And if I can, the reason I, I use the word self-confidence is because I think that we all have the ability to do whatever we want inside of us. It's just that many people do not have the confidence to take the steps necessary. Right? So that's why I say I help millennials make more money through self-confidence because anyone can be an entrepreneur. People look at me when I left my job, left my corporate job, left my gym job, whatever it was. And they're like, oh my God, that's so cool. That's so cool that you did that. I left, I quit my job. I traveled around the country for a year. People always say, oh wow, that's so great that you did that. I'm like, there's nothing special about me. Like you can do what you can do that too. The only difference is that I believe in myself. Mm -hmm. And you know, like, the people are like, oh, how did you do that? It's like, I just have, there's no part in my brain that thinks that I can fail. And because of that, I have the confidence to do whatever I want, to bet on myself, to to, to go all, all in on the business that everyone, again, same thing. Everyone has a business idea. Everyone wants to be a podcaster. Everyone wants to be a coach. Everyone wants, it's like, but why, why don't you? The only thing that's holding you back is you. So me as a coach, my job is to just get you out of your own way, St eliminate self-sabotage and help you build the self-confidence so that you can invest in yourself and take whatever steps you need to, to build your, you know, happy, healthy, fulfilled life. I love that. What and and we'll put your links to connect with you in the show notes. But as we part, what's the best financial tip that you have you've used in your life that you can share with the audience? 
Um, yeah, I mean, again, I already mentioned it's just compound interest, right? You know, I was I, I use the example. I say low and slow, like good barbecue, right? Like it's just like set it and forget it. Whatever you, however you want to look at it, it's just like to, you you don't have to do as much as you think. Mm-hmm. It's I mean, a, a simple money market account with that with a compounding interest over the next twenty years. Simply, you know, just, just keep it as simple as possible, and, and if you can do that you'll probably be more successful than if you try to do the most over the top complicated, even if it is quote unquote ideal, right? People are like, oh, well, I want to optimize everything. Don't optimize yourself out of doing the thing. Keep it simple and you'll go much farther. I love that. Well, thank you so much, Paul, for being on the show, for sharing all of your wisdom with us. For those of you listening, please check the show notes, connect with Paul, send him a friend request, do all the things. And if you're in need of his help, please reach out to him. And remember, it doesn't matter how much money you make, it's what you do with it. Hey, 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 thanks for tuning into the show. Give us a five-star review and share it with your friends. Get ready to activate wealth. Be the next millionaire with a simple adjustment of your finances using an energetically aligned money multiplier system. You get to build wealth by partnering with money. It's time to have fun with finances. Pick a date. The link is in the show notes to book your wealth activation call where you will get the one solution to multiply your money. Remember, it doesn't matter how much money you make. It's what you do with it.